This is Murder Bucket. Good evening, Murder Bucket family, and welcome back to Tuesday. How did you like the new intro that we have? I worked on that for a little while this evening and let my husband listen to it, and I think it sounds pretty awesome. Let me know what you think on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We are back tonight with another episode in our Last Supper series, and we will be discussing Alan Lee Davis. Stay tuned to the very end to learn how his execution changed the laws in Florida. But first, we have our week slash weekend recap. I was supposed to sing on the worship team at my church this past Sunday, but unfortunately, I couldn't do that because my daughter and I had to make a very last-minute trip from Maryland to Memphis, Tennessee, because my uncle passed away Thursday morning. My grandparents, who are 93 years old, just lost their last remaining child, and they have never met my daughter, so I knew that if I did not make this trip down there, that it was a possibility that my grandparents would never meet my child, and I would regret that for the rest of my life. Thursday afternoon, I rushed home from work. I panic-packed, and when I tell you I panic-packed, I literally grabbed a black pair of leggings for myself, two pairs of bike shorts, and a couple of tank tops for myself. And then I just threw random clothes for my daughter in the suitcase and said, all right, let's go. Now, from Maryland to Memphis, it is about 14 hours. And that's 14 hours, like, just driving straight through, not stopping for bathroom breaks or snack breaks or gas breaks. And mind you, I have a three-year-old in the car with me. I left my house around 4.30 and I made it all the way to Greenville, Tennessee, which is about seven hours away. And let me tell you, I stayed in a slightly sketchy hotel that I probably should have not stayed in, but I just had to do it. It was only for one night. We got there at 11.45 p.m., woke up at 6.30 in the morning and left as quickly as possible to drive the rest of the way to Memphis, which was another six and a half hours. We got to my brother's house and I met with my sister-in-law and my two nephews. We headed over to my grandparents' house so that they could meet my daughter. We hung out for a while. And then I learned that my aunt and my cousin, who have also never met my child, We're going out of town on Saturday, so that evening we went to their house so that we could hang out with them and they could meet my child. Then Saturday, I met up with my childhood best friend who just recently had a baby, and we hung out for most of the day and saw a few more people who have also not met my child. Then we went back to my grandparents' house that night, spent the evening with them, and then Sunday morning, I spent with my childhood best friend her baby, and her parents, headed back over to my grandparents' house to spend a few more hours with them, and then my daughter and I got back in the car, drove as far as I possibly could that night, made it to Bristol, Virginia, slept in another slightly sketchy hotel, we won't talk about that, and then drove the rest of the way home on Monday. 
When I tell you, I'm exhausted. I got out of the car on Monday at my house, and I kid you not, my entire body just felt like it was vibrating. And I think it was because I had been in the car for so long. I do have to say that I am so proud of my daughter because she was a trooper this entire weekend. She didn't fuss until right before we got to the hotel Thursday night. And then she was really good every time we got in the car to go see someone else and didn't really fuss on the way back except for when are we going to see daddy? When are we going to get home? I'm so excited to get home and see daddy. At some point in the near future, we will have to make another trip down there as I will need to help my brother and my sister-in-law help clean out my uncle's house and either sell it or rent it out to someone and get rid of all of his furniture. And that was my eventful week slash weekend recap. Let's go ahead and get into tonight's episode. Last Supper series, Alan Lee Davis. We know next to nothing regarding Alan's life except for when and where he was born. Alan was born on July 20th, 1944 in Jacksonville, Florida. He was 5 foot 10 and weighed over 350 pounds. Alan had a history with child molestation and convictions of armed robbery, attempted armed robbery, use of a firearm during the commission of a felony, and voluntary manslaughter. On May 11, 1982, Allen murdered Nancy Wheeler, who was three months pregnant in Jacksonville, Florida. She had been beaten almost beyond recognition with a 357 Magnum. She had been hit more than 25 times in the face and head. Allen then shot Nancy's daughter, nine-year-old Christina, twice in the face. He also shot her five-year-old daughter, Catherine, while she attempted to run away, then beat her in the skull with a gun. Because of his prior convictions, he was on parole during these murders. Nancy Wheeler's husband, John, called Allen an animal that should have been permanently caged or executed well before 1982. We have no information regarding Allen's trial, but we do know that he was convicted of three counts of first-degree murder and sentenced to death. So what was Allen's Last Supper request? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Allen requested one lobster tail, fried potatoes, a half a pound of fried shrimp, six ounces of fried clams, a half of loaf of garlic bread, and 32 ounces of A&W root beer. I have only ever had lobster a handful of times, so I can't really tell you if I like it or not. Tell me if you like lobster. Are there different ways of cooking it than besides just boiling or steaming it? I would be willing to try it if somebody would be willing to buy it for me. Now, fried potatoes can be one of two things, either chips or actual fried potatoes. And I'm assuming in this context, they were talking about actual fried potatoes. Either way, I love them. You can do practically anything to a fried potato and I will probably eat it. 
Fried shrimp is always a yes. The clams can just completely go away because I don't like them. They are disgusting no matter how you cook them. Garlic bread is always a must. And I do love some root beer. Tell me your thoughts on Alan's Last Supper request. Alan was then executed on July 8th, 1999 by electric chair at the Florida State Prison. But it didn't go smoothly. Here's what happened and the reason why it went like this. Alan began bleeding profusely from the nose while being electrocuted. During the duration in the chair, he suffered burns to his head, leg, and groin area. He roared unintelligibly twice, even after a strap was wrapped tightly across his mouth and his head was covered with a skull cap and a hood. After the electrocution lever was pulled at 7.10 a.m., Alan's back straightened, his hands clenched, and his chest seemed to expand. His body came to a rest and blood appeared on the front of his shirt. Initially, a red dot appeared in the center of his chest. After an investigation, it was concluded that he began to bleed before the first jolt of electricity was applied. According to the prison medical staff, Alan was taking blood thinning medication for an undisclosed health problem. Investigators further concluded that the chair functioned as designed and the Florida Supreme Court upheld electrocution as a means of capital punishment. A licensed electrical engineer who managed the equipment in the execution chamber at Florida State Prison gave this rundown on the amount of electrical energy applied to Allen in three steps. Number one, 1,500 volts, 10 amps, and 150 ohms for 8 seconds. Number 2, 600 volts, 4.5 amps, 133 ohms for 22 seconds. And number 3, 150 volts, 10 amps, and 150 ohms for 8 seconds. The maximum power was 15 kilowatts. The total energy used was 284 BTUs over a period of 38 seconds. According to Google.com, BTU is defined as the amount of heat required to raise the temperature of one pound of water by one degree Fahrenheit. As previously stated, Allen weighed over 350 pounds. According to Medium.com, Allen was too large to fit in the traditional electric chair, and instead of officials replacing the chair, they decided to maneuver around and replace just wooden parts. None of the electrical components were replaced. A dissenting justice published photos of the aftermath of Allen's execution in an attempt to argue that the practice of capital punishment by electrocution was outdated and all future executions should be done by lethal injection. In 1999, the state of Florida listened to a petition from another death row inmate, Thomas Provenzano. He argued that the electric chair was cruel and unusual punishment. Allen was the last inmate to be executed by electric chair as of 2021. Inmates, however, may still choose electrocution. As of 2023, death row inmate Wayne Dottie has opted for death by electrocution. He is currently awaiting his execution date. And that was the Last Supper series of Alan Lee Davis.
Before you go, please take a moment to listen to this promo from my friends at the Ladies of Strange podcast. Hello, friends. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Have you ever wondered if Jenny's head really did fall off when they removed the green ribbon? Or if aliens are hiding in the tales of comets waiting to take us away? Or if there's any scientific basis to the Ouija board? Well, then don't risk your search history and join us each Thursday as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. New episodes are released every Thursday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. More information about the show, including show notes and links to our social media, can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com. Keep it strange, lovelies. for listening catch us on facebook instagram and twitter for all your murder bucket updates